For all its challenges, our healthcare system is pretty remarkable. Most of us have access to expert care when we need it. Not to be taken for granted, especially when we see the terrible damage and loss of life that's happened recently in a hospital in Gaza. But hospitals here too can still be intimidating places, even if you aren't having a health crisis at the time. They tend to be designed for utility and not comfort. And we're not often visiting hospitals for happy news, so on those bad days, the system can feel overwhelming. Can we bring a bit more kindness to the hospital floor? Professor Catherine Crock says yes. She's a paediatric specialist and the founder of the Hush Foundation, which aims to transform healthcare culture through the arts. And she says when you do this, things improve for staff too, for everyone in fact. Professor Crock, welcome to Life Matters. Good morning. Lovely to meet you, Hilary. Uh, we'll get into what kind of kindness we're talking about soon, but tell us uh, briefly how this journey started for you. Well, I've been a doctor at the Children's Hospital now for coming up 30 years and my job is to do bone marrow tests and lumbar punctures on children with leukaemia. It's a fairly um, difficult, challenging scenario. And when I started, I had young children. I thought, goodness, what if this was happening to me? Um, how would I like it to be? And I sat with a group of parents and I asked them the question. I said, what could we do to improve this experience for you? So one of the first things they talked about is the environment, the sound environment, um, the things that they're exposed to. What if we had some music? So my children were learning from professional musicians at the time and I tapped into their expertise and I said, what could we do in the way of music? So the Hush Foundation started in the year 2000, bringing composers and musicians into hospital spaces. And it's amazing when creative people help you, it can make such a difference. They hear it and see it differently to us. I understand that when, when you brought some composers and musicians into a hospital, kind of echoey hospital setting, they went, oh my Lord. They did. They said cacophony of noise going on that you're not even aware of when you're there for you know, long periods of time, including for staff, but it actually raises your anxiety rather than keeps you calm when you really need to be calm. So when we talk about the, the kind of kindness that you would like to see happening in hospitals, are we talking about the interactions people have with each other or these kind of changes to how the space looks and sounds? Look, it's all of that, Hilary. I think we need to be doing it from all those different angles. So bring in music and the arts and things to just chill us all out a little bit. But also that was in a way my calling card, a way to start the conversations that we could be interacting with each other in a more kind, gentle, calm way. And um, in fact, it's the missing piece for how staff can really get the best out of their interactions with patients and families if they're not feeling treated with kindness and respect by their organisation or by their colleagues it's actually really hard to pull out that kindness when you're with a patient who might be challenging to deal with. It was really interesting reading some of the background to this because it just kind of unfolded like an origami crane. It's like, okay, if we make it nicer, then we get a better culture and that leads to patient safety improvements. Tell us a bit more about that. Yes, yeah, so that for me is like the crux of the matter. Um, Everybody as a patient or a family member would want it to be the safest, best experience they could. Yet in actual fact, if staff are not treating each other the best they can, their eye is not on the ball like it should be. Um, they're not really feeling as engaged as they could be. They're not um, 
able to put their best foot forward in the safety of the care. And they also then are maybe not listening quite as well. And I think listening to each other in healthcare is such an important thing to keep the patient safe. And of course, the patients are part of the safety team. And if they're feeling that kindness and that safety to speak up if they're worried, it works in both directions. I understand you worked with a playwright to write some plays that uh, represented some of the the issues around bullying within uh, a hospital culture. What was it like for staff to view those plays? Look, the plays were amazing. I worked for uh, many years with Alan Hopgood and um, I would give Alan real stories of what was going on, so patient stories and staff stories, and he wove these into three incredible plays, which we've put on over 200 times in hospitals all around the country and internationally. The impact is extraordinary of having live actors on a stage portraying some of the everyday scenarios but bringing it to life in a way that um, starts conversations. So staff would then talk about, hang on, this is happening in our organisation. It obviously isn't safe. How are we going to pull this into line and improve our culture? So it sounds like conversations with colleagues started to evolve over the years because you've been doing this for a while now. What about conversations with hospital administrators? Because a lot of hospitals are feeling under pressure, particularly since the pandemic kicked off. How do they react to this idea that we need to bring in extra things? Look, I think they probably like that kindness is something that is within all of us. It's not something we're going to need to throw more money at. It's actually just a reframing and a different way of thinking. And so, yeah, executives, the College of Medical Administrators, we've got lots of partners now at a really serious high level who are going, yes, this is part of the solution. It is about relationships and interactions and good communication. You also got Slava Gregorian to come in at one point. I imagine that was a bit more costly than, than just a few extra smiles. Oh, look, Slava Gregorian has been a long-time friend of Hush. He um, composed an album for us um, partway through the pandemic. So Slava came and uh, talked about how concerned he was at the environment that health professionals were having to work under, the pressure um, that the COVID pandemic had put on top of our usual work life. And Slava said, I want to say thank you. And so he's written an album of music called Gratitudes and it's extraordinary. Every piece that he wrote has a little story um, about thanking a health professional, say a nurse who's coming home after night duty um, or someone else who's been through a rough time. And the music just takes you to the most amazing place. It's gorgeous. I think we all learnt a lot about how the health system works and what, what people are doing, individuals, are what their jobs actually involved during the last few years and, and came to see a bit more gratitude for our, our healthcare professionals. We're speaking with Professor Catherine Crock, who's the founder of the Hush Foundation. You can look them up online and find that Slava Gregorian album. World Kindness Day is being celebrated soon on the 13th of November and this is a great opportunity to talk about some of the ways that hospital culture is changing and could be changed because as you've been hearing, it's not just about making it a bit more pleasant for patients and staff, but it has outcomes too for patient safety. Uh, Catherine, I understand it can be as simple as just the choice of what's on the TV. What did you discover there? Well, this was partly my own experience of being a patient in a hospital and sitting waiting for surgery for three hours and seeing the news on repeat. 
And in actual fact, as I sat there, I got more and more anxious about the climate disaster, um, what was going on overseas, the pandemic, etc. And I thought we could um, actually improve hospital screens because that is part of your environment. And for me to go into surgery feeling relaxed and calm, we know the outcomes are going to be better on the other side. So Hush is working with um, a beautiful videographer, someone who does drone videos. Yep. And we've got some beautiful things that can go on screens with our own music behind it. Mick has texted in from Flemington in Victoria saying, yes, and art, more art for the bland antique white walls. Sounds like that's on the cards. Scott in Bendigo says, Orange Hospital in New South Wales has an extensive and incredible art collection on the walls of the hospital and art tours travel from Sydney to see the art. The art has altered the environment of the hospital. And I was thinking too, Catherine, I um, spent quite a lot of time in the new children's, newish children's hospital in Melbourne with my son when he was little. And the way they designed that to actually welcome parents in, like there's a little bed you can stay in in some of the rooms if you need to stay overnight, that made such a difference because when my son was in for his heart surgery, I could see that he was in pain. The nurses came in at particular times of the night, but I was there all the time and I could contact them and say, look, he needs some some relief now. And it, it just made a difference to his care and to my experience as well. Are we seeing more changes in design in that practical way where that you know there's spaces that are more welcoming for people. Yes, definitely. So all around the world there's a lot of effort now being put into that sort of thinking and bringing garden spaces in. You would have noticed that every window, every bed at the children's you can look out on Royal Park and that makes a huge difference to how you feel. Um, and that design work was done with patients and families and staff all together having a think about what's going to work best. And as uh, we've seen from Catherine Crock's work, that that collaborative effort works best. Catherine, there's so much more to talk about, but people can go to the Hush Foundation website and find out what's happening in their area. Thank you for visiting us today on Life Matters. Thank you. Could I just mention October the 29th at Peter Mac, we would love people to join us for an in-person live gathering of kindness, which will be absolutely amazing. And there's a couple of tickets left. That's the Peter McCallum Cancer Institute in Melbourne, October the 29th, and you can find more information on the Hush Foundation website. Professor Catherine Crock is the founder uh, of the Hush Foundation. Some incredible work being done in hospitals right around the country. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.